irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Well, it might not be Sunday night if you're tuning in on my Best of Max and Friends podcast, which is on all of your favorite places to go listen to podcasts. So I thank you for tuning into those. You know, it's on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and wherever you love to find your i your <laughs> podcasts, the best of shows, because actually tomorrow... Uh, is my 12th year anniversary of Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio. Actually, today is the 12th anniversary because we're we're recording today. So 12 years of Max and Friends. But if we back it up, it wasn't always 12 years of Max and Friends because in the beginning, it was to the max and LA Talk Radio wasn't even LA Talk Radio at the time. It was BBS Talk Radio. And so through the transformation of BBS into LA Talk Radio, I remained behind the mic. And it's a dedication to myself, to the network, to the show, to the listeners, to the guests, to everyone involved with Max and Friends. So first and foremost, my gratitude for everyone who's been with me on this journey is so expansive. I literally, I feel like Roberto Benini when he was standing in a field of gratitude, making love to everyone. So I do, I love you all for for being a part of Max and Friends. You know, I always say that where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be in this moment, in this now moment, in this new moment, in this moment. I know we're all going through whatever it is we're going through and there's a pandemic happening. But today I really felt the notion of saying happy healing, happy healing to the nation, happy healing to healing to the world, happy healing to everyone, body, mind and spirit. So. I think moving forward into this new month, let's really be conscious of wishing happiness to people and saying happy healing. We need to start healing. We need to start moving forward. And we need to really just be present in this now and realize that, again, where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be. Thank you all for your messages last week for Grandma Letty's show. You all were so wonderful to reach out to me and to send me messages and to just say how much you love the show and listening to Grandma Letty and all of the wisdom she gave us. One thing she taught me really that I take through to my life and I practice every day is don't regret what you have done, regret what you haven't done. So have no regrets because you haven't done it yet. <laughs> so just do it, just do it. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, at Max Tucci, Instagram is the same, at Max Tucci. My guest tonight, he's back. It's been a year since he's been here. And you all loved him because we talk about really living in the now moment, in the new moment. And tonight we're gonna to talk about some really interesting topics and becoming nothing. You know, I love to say, I wanna like forget everything that I learned so that I could start over. Well, we're kind of in that process right now of forgetting everything we know of how we used to live because there's gonna be a new way in how we live. So my guest tonight, you all know, Greg W. Anderson is back here tonight on Max and Friends. Welcome back. Hey, thank you, Max. Thanks you for having me tonight. I'm so grateful that you're here. First and foremost, how have you been? Because it's been a year since you're here. And what have you been up to? 
Uh, the last year's been pretty amazing. And I do want to say that congratulations on 12 years. What an accomplishment. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, and this was before podcasting was podcasting and internet radio and all of that. Like, they were the forefront of all of this. So 12 years is, it feels wonderful. Yeah. And it's a blessing that you chose to have me on tonight. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, you know, I like how you think and I like how you explore and I like how you spend most of your times now in the jungles of all over the world and forgetting things. And are you in the practice of really becoming nothing? Yeah, it's a daily habit to try to explain this in psychology. By the time we're about eight or nine years old, we have mimicked our parents or our caregivers or our communities or the television that we watch enough to understand how the world works. And so after that, we pretty much spend the rest of our life trying to unlearn, just like what you said, unlearn what we have already learned. And the process of becoming nothing, it doesn't mean nothing isn't a negative term. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, we're not saying less than nothing because nobody wants that. Right. But being nothing just means that everything is possible. Like any choice is possible when you're nothing, when you're focused on something uh, which is kind of a danger of some of the affirmations that are out there. When you're mm -hmm. so focused on that one thing, you have to be it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And also by being that, you short circus anything else that can come into your way because you're fo so focused on that one thing. There, there's the expansion that people seem to lose focus on when they're just determined on that one goal. Yeah. But, um, you know, you say that becoming nothing is a topic that brings up people's internal issues the moment that they start talking about it. Yeah. So this topic brings us immediate transformation in people's lives. So tonight is gonna to be a life class because that's what we do here on Max and Friends. My guest, Greg Anderson is joining me. How can people find you? Um, social media is one of the easier places. I've been a little quiet. As you said, I've been living in the jungles and I've been nomadic for the last couple of years. And uh, I spend a lot of time studying ancient books, meditating, and, and I just haven't followed up as much as on social media, but I am there, I am present. Um, they can also follow me on one of my, either my personal website or I have a couple of different technology companies um, as I spend most of my time trying to figure out how do, we, how do we bring consciousness back together by using technology. And it doesn't mean creating an artificial intelligence mm -hmm. that does things for us. It means like you and I right now are live speaking on a Sunday night and we're creating a bond by doing so. And how do we do that on mass scales is kind of mm. my uh, piece is, can we, can we bring a million people together on a live streaming meditation once a week or Absolutely. whatever those are? Yeah, um, well, this spiritual tech guy, that's what, that's what we're calling you these days, right? Yes, <laughs> raising is. the vibration, raising the consciousness and shifting the paradigms of what we thought. Yep, building yeah. the tools to do so. I love it. Well, let's talk about, we can call it the new moment, the now moment, yeah. this moment. So it's a topic that, you know, we talk about all the time here on Max and Friends with various guests from all over the world. And it's one that no matter how many times we talk about it, when we're in that moment at this moment or the moment we're in now, <laughs> um, something there's always shifting and changing. So for you right now, what is going on in your now new moment? Hmm. My now new moment is... When you brought up at the very beginning of, of this call, it's forgetting what was yesterday. And I'm using my, my mm. words, but forgetting what was yesterday so that I can be responsible to act in the moment. And the traditional words of responsibility or responsible doesn't mean 
that you're responsible for all your bag, your, your past baggage. It means that you're able to respond in this moment so that I can do what's, what's the right choice now? What's the right action? What's the right word? Um, what's the right connection or in, in work or being on your show it was right to be on right now? And so my focus is, am I doing what's right in this moment? And I'm not necessarily thinking about the last moment. And if I did something that wasn't great, that's okay. I just get to be right this moment or be in the right this moment. Mm. And so what is what is the definition for you of this new now moment? Oh, so in 2012, when the Mayan calendar kicked over and we all thought that the world was going to end, what we've learned since then is, is the Mayans believed in cycles, not endings. So what we said was an ending was just the beginning of a new cycle. So 2012 opened up this new space. And no matter what religious text that you read or believe in, there's a place in there where they start talking about this new golden age, this golden age of where... As humans, we kind of, you know, clean up our act a little bit. We treat the uh, environment a little bit better. We treat ourselves a little bit better. Um, and and we move into this new era. And this was what the Mayans were speaking about, is this golden age. But it also means that the age before had a lot of drama. We, we did a lot of bad things. We had a lot of wars. We treated mm -hmm. the environment poorly. We treated ourselves poorly in times. And in our existence... We don't just turn on the light and automatically everything is shiny and bright. We go through that rise of a vibration. And mm. so we're in this cleanup phase. Mm. We're in what was old is old. And what's new right now, as long as we're focusing on the highest and best intent that we can for ourselves, our families, our businesses, whatever it is, we're riding this wave. And what's really cool about it is no matter what news you watch, you're watching those things and those people that were in the shadows, the people mm. doing really horrific things. They're all of a sudden, where five years ago, 10 years ago, they weren't being charged and you didn't see them in the news, but now you're seeing them. And those old um, patterns that they were running, the darknesses, the scary stuff in the world that people don't want to talk about is starting to clean up. And so we're riding this 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 wave and so for me it's staying in what's this the best thing that i can do today and if there's a pattern or a thought process a negative way of living that i used to have i get to take a look at it and it just shift that into what's now instead of out judging it and spending five years in therapy i'm just shifting them right now <laughs> yeah no it's a beautiful shift especially in paradigm and and realization when you can realize that when you live in the past you live in regret when you live in the future you live in fear so the best place to live is in the place we have right now which is this moment you know i love when alan watts says that the simplicity of life is just to live that's it <laughs> you know and i feel for a lot of people there's so much anxiety and stress and there's a great book that alan watts writes which is called um uh, about insecurity and um this moment that we're living in right now a lot of people are in fear a lot of people are insecure about what's happening there are a lot of people who are trying to get the answers of what's next instead of what's now. So for you, how do you offer to help people shift their paradigm into actually living in the now moment? And how do we do that? Awesome. There's this really cool experiment. And and actually, if, if Max and friends ever ran a one or a three-day retreat just on all the goodness that you create, this is one of those things that you would want to do. So 
every day we walk up, we wake up, we don't walk up, but we wake up and our, our unconscious and subconscious programs, just the actions that we do, we drink the same coffee cup in the same way of coffee every day. We put our pants on the same way. We do our things and people ask us, you know, hey, what do you know about this subject? And immediately mm -hmm. our brain goes into recall and we're pulling up all the past information that we had to provide the most accurate information that we can or answer. This is just mm -hmm. how human psychology works. Mm -hmm. So for a two or three day stint, if you wanted to open yourself up completely wide, when you wake up in the morning, you would ask yourself before you get out of bed, how do I get out of bed? Do I roll over? Do I move my feet over? Do I plant them on the ground? Things like, how do I put on my pants? Instead of causing, doing everything on autopilot, taking every moment for a couple of days and question it as if you were a newborn baby who has never done anything before. I had this experience where this was my three-day life. And one of the things that is just really prevalent is I made my coffee the same way every day for years. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And so then I asked myself, do I like my coffee this way? And then I asked the question, do I actually even like coffee? And really took a moment to make it, taste it, and ask the question, you know, is this for me? Do I like it? And what was really interesting, I didn't like my coffee that way. In that mm -hmm. moment, it was too mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. I had never noticed. <laughs> yeah. So it's going through an experience of asking for only a couple days. Everything. Yeah. No, you know, I, I think that's why I love children so much because there's also that daydreaming that they have, you know, and when I love when children ask questions and at some point there's that shift where we start getting older and we stop asking questions. Um, you know, I love when a kid is always like, why, 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 why? And then people are like, will you stop asking why? And I think that when they stop, when they hear, will you stop asking why, they stop. They stop being curious. Curiosity, I think, is a wonderful way to live in the in the now moment, in the present, in the new moment, because you're curious of experiencing something new. Like for you, that coffee did, didn't taste right. It was too sweet for that moment. But yet all those moments before, you didn't have that same curiosity about, what is it that I'm gonna consciously discover in this new moment? So I love when we raise the vibration of consciously thinking and consciously creating and consciously being curious. So I think curiosity is a, for me is a beautiful way to understand the new moment, the now moment, and by being in it. And without questioning it, but being curious as to how it will unfold and develop. Do you agree? I do, 100%, because every moment is new. And if we treat it that way, then we can have new results every moment. Yeah. yeah. No, new results are a beautiful thing. You know, it's but patterns and pathologies are very difficult to disrupt and break, <laughs> you know, and it's for a lot of people because obviously, you know, it's a pattern and it's pathology. And to get people to think differently um, sometimes is challenging because they're just so fixated on what they know and then they believe that that is right or the truth. And everything is the truth because it's all in this moment. <laughs> so meditation I know is big for you. I love to meditate. Uh, I do it every day when there's, I can feel if my breath is starting to slip that I need to meditate. So how are ways that you've discovered you need to start meditating? This, uh, this process for me started about 12 years ago, but got really intense, maybe four or five. I was traveling around the world. I, I went nomadic and 
studying with a lot of the ancient religions. And in two years ago, I launched a, a software platform called OneMind, which is a online streaming meditation platform only. It means there's no recordings. And if more than one person or 10 people or a million people are going to meditate, it means it's only live streaming audio. So it's um, everybody's always connected. And about a week ago, I hit my 400th live streaming meditation that I've ran um, mm -hmm. on here. So for me, it has been the most beautiful journey of being able to, I'm going to use group meditation or, or in two people together for a moment, because mm -hmm. we have this really interesting thing where we get uncomfortable in silence with mm -hmm. other people. We want to <laughs> fill those gaps <laughs> and spending time with people for even 15 minutes a day whether somebody's speaking or it's just silence it is this really beautiful freeing moment where over time you you redevelop the skill to just be with people without mm. having to speak or do something mm. you can just sit there and be and love their presence and like yeah. breathe them all in mm -hmm. and so meditation has these really cool training platforms that allow you to do things like that um which are yeah widely Intense. You know, I love about that silent moment. Um, recently, I had an experience. There's the Love Gurus in LA, and I sat with them, and we were all quiet for these moments, like you're saying. But in those moments, I really feel like the validation of seeing one another because we're not competing in conversation. We're not trying to outspeak one another. We're in that moment of silence. And I really strongly believe that in those moments is when we can say to someone without saying it, I see you, I hear you, and you matter, and validating them in that moment, in that silence. And for me, it was like this beautiful awakening of just realizing like, when we're in a group and collectively before we, like if I'm before this, I always had, you know, gatherings and friends would come over. But now I'm consciously starting when friends come over and we do our little social distancing and our driveway rendezvous. Um, you know, I really just want to be still, be present, be calm before we get into our conversation over the day or the week or how we've been. And in those silent moments of gatherings, I think are just, you can feel the vibration of love and you can really just feel the acknowledgement of one another. So how do you encourage people who have never meditated before, number one, to meditate and two, to find your meditation so that we can raise the vibration and be part of the group? Yeah, meditation, even as you're speaking, I can feel my energy who's like, I want to be a great guest, right? I want to be here for you and for everybody else. And you just drop me down in like four levels, which has really grounded me. Just listening to you speak about um, being grounded and seeing people, it was just this really cool sensation that I'm sure your listeners will feel as well and go, oh, I, now I understand a little bit about that. That was that was a really cool experience that I, I got to, I got to feel. Mm. Um, meditation in general, in any form, there's never a wrong way to do it. It, it was a uh, overcoming that hurdle that I might not be doing it right is something in trainings and in all things, uh, all, all kinds of experience over the last few years where, where a lot of people won't do it because they think they're doing it wrong. And then the second thing is, is I don't think I have the time. 
which neither one of those are ever the case. <laughs> right. It's never Time crazy. is all we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the illusion it, of time is all we have. <laughs> exactly. And if somebody is listening and there's a part of their life where they want to feel better, or in other words, if there's something going on in life that's not giving them the result that they want, this normally is not always the finite answer. This is the key, the gateway, where you go and spend five, 10, 20 minutes, allow the, the hard drive, if you will, of your brain to defrag, clean up, have some space to itself. This is where all those beautiful ideas come from. It's like, oh, I don't even know why I wasn't thinking this way before in, in you know, whatever ser- scenario or situation. So explaining to anybody that hasn't tried it on a consistent basis, this is probably the thing that you've been missing. And it's the thing that every, from whether science now or every religious text of all over the world have talked about meditation and contemplation as part of actually having a healthy physical body and a, and a healthy emotional state. So there's not a lack of data <laughs> that's, that's out there. So that's it. Um, One Mind Meditation is the name of the platform that's on uh, Apple or um, Android. It's free. There's never a charge to use it. We literally just want to create consciousness by bringing people together. Um, You can go download the app inside of any of the uh, or or any of the search categories. You can find who's holding when, what, uh, what times they are because they're scheduled. It's like your show. It's it's where people sometimes find. more safety and they, and they'll, by doing it with other people. And then they'll also say, well, if I have it scheduled for, you know, listening to your show on a specific time on Sunday, I'll do it. But if it's at any time, then they're less likely to schedule it for their day. So those are a couple things that might help people um, find some more resources Mm -hmm. and know that it can never be wrong. Yeah. Now, what is exactly, what are we going to search for when we look for this for uh, Apple or Android? Yeah, One Mind Meditation is okay. the name of the platform. One Mind Meditation. One Mind Meditation, yeah. Um, you know, I also love to tell people, because people question me often, they say, oh, we're, how do you meditate? And, you know, meditation to me is, it depends on, A, the mood I'm in and what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. if someone enjoys gardening, that's a form of meditation. If yeah. you enjoy walking on the beach, that's a form of meditation. You know, I think really what it is that you enjoy, what it is that you're passionate about doing can become a meditation because you're letting go of the external world and you're just focusing on your happiness and your passion in that moment. So if it's if you like gardening, playing the cello, writing, those are forms of meditation. Again, there is no wrong way to meditate. We're going to play a song here in just a minute. I'm your host, Max Tucci. My guest tonight is Greg Anderson. We're talking about so many wonderful things. We're raising the vibration, raising the consciousness. We're going to go into a happy, healthy week this week. And I think that's going to become my mantra is happy healing. I want our world to start healing. I want people to start healing. And also body, mind, and spirit. I think mentally we're going to be in a, a in a rut for a bit. So focus on raising that elevation of thinking and thought process and forgetting everything you were told these last two months, uh, because a lot of it is fear and Fear is false evidence appearing real. We're going to play a song. And when we come back, we're going to talk about beliefs. And we're going to talk about, again, really, like we spoke at the top of the show, which I love the concept about 
becoming nothing. So, Greg, we'll be right back. Right now, we're going to play one of my favorite songs from my buddy, Ash Ruiz, Beautiful Light. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Okay, so I guess we have to forget how uh, that just... <laughs> I just set that up because I'm going to have to set it up again. I love when there's technical uh, difficulties because to me, I never see difficulty. I always see an opportunity. So it's an opportunity that we could be with you for another moment or so. So, Greg, what is your definition of belief for you? My definition of belief. Wow, what an amazing question. Um, belief for me is a knowing of how I feel about something this moment. Um, belief systems tend to change. What I knew of God when I was three years old is probably different than it was now. Um, even with what I believed on what I liked, what I tasted back then is different than now. And so we're, we're, we're going to track back into this moment. My belief is what I think about something right now and what I feel about something right now, knowing that it might change. Yeah. Um, you know, Gordana Bernat wrote a fabulous book. She's one of Oprah's Super Soul and Hundreds. Hashtag know the truth. Why knowing who you are changes everything. And she has a truth thought uh, about beliefs number 63 that says when we we often feel limited by seemingly external forces. In reality, we are limited only by our inner thoughts and beliefs. Everything you have been taught since the day you were born about how your reality works resides in your beliefs. A belief is simply a thought that seems true to you. So how was it for you to shift your thoughts and to start believing in something new? It was a challenge <laughs> because how I was raised, and we're, we're going to follow this same pattern, how okay. I was raised and what I saw other people do when they wanted to change something in their life, it was difficult. It was, you know, I had to have a new pattern for a certain amount of time. And maybe if I wanted something new, uh, or a new belief system, I had to sacrifice something else. Like it was very black and white. And mm -hmm. it was several years of this process of going, well, okay, well now I want to believe something new about how I feel about being a man. And now I want to believe something different about how I feel about work. And now I want to feel, and, it, and it, it, it came to be this like structured, rhythmic process, year dragging through the dirt of these ideas um before what that what that statement and what that quote beautifully elegantly said was only what i believed it to be then mm. and those changes in those belief systems can rapidly expand but i believed that it was hard and so that it was mm. Yeah. No, you know, I believe that to be true. And I also love about when Gordana speaks about negative beliefs about yourself are always false. Every child is born flawlessly complete and perfectly perfect. So the shift, I think, is very hard for people to start believing something about themselves when for years, again, those patterns and pathologies bubble up and then they start denying themselves of their new truth. So what is a way that you've learned to shift that paradigm that you could offer our listeners tonight in how to to disrupt the patterns and pathology of the truth that they thought they were. Cool. Let's start with the word or the process of using affirmations. Um, there's a negative and a positive way to use these. Let's assume that right now um, 
I felt, you know, sad in my life. And so I said every day to myself, I'm happy and I'm always smiling. And every day I'm hitting myself, I'm happy and I'm always smiling. I'm happy, I'm always smiling. And then what happens when I feel sad is I start to tell myself, well, Greg, you're lying in this moment because either you're happy and smiling every day or you're sad. And so this moment I'm creating, this affirmation, I'm creating a negative belief system about myself that I'm false. So if I said every day, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. But what if the right circumstance means that I'm weak because there's nothing wrong with being weak in a moment? Right. And in that moment, if the right circumstance was to be weak, but I believed I had to be strong, I had to be strong. I would then again tell myself that I'm lying. Right. So in these moments, it's starting to get rid of, and I'm not saying affirmations are negative, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that every human emotion is there for a purpose. Yeah. We can follow and wind down them and stay in dark places for a long time, and that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're just saying that everything is possible. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, for instance, sadness or weakness, I think they're always there to remind you that you're out of alignment with your source or with all that is. And that they're just triggers to say, okay, realign, realign. Um, And, you know, I just want to also let people know, I love um, quoting Gordana's book because I feel it to be so necessary. And there is a great uh, truth thought where she says, never reinforce negative thoughts and feelings by repeatedly talking about them. What you believe, think, and speak, you create. So how did you create this new moment, new life for you? There's this um, this vision I have in my head of an old, uh, well, it could be new, but, you know, a samurai movie. Mm-hmm. The guy with the sword, and, and he's, he's getting ready, he's sneaking up. And if you ever watch one, you'll see that they step one time with the left foot and then one time with the right. But what that means is, is their core center is always in the center. They're always moving forward, but the right mm-hmm. choice was left and the right choice was, uh, was right. And so for me, it meant that I could live in the center and we live in this world where we, we're talking about, you know, are you a light worker or are you a dark worker? Are you doing these things? And mm-hmm. even those words, if I can only make conscious choices, which I believe to be in the light and the right choice is to step in the dark to help somebody else, then I I negate my chances, my choices. So for me personally, I decided that I would live in the center lane always. And so that meant that any choice is the right next choice. Mm -hmm. Not only is it, does it have to look a certain way or feel a certain way? And when, when you start to live in that center lane of things, you find really quickly that these, those, um, negative hooks of what your parents or what your grandparents mm-hmm. or television told you you were and had to be, they fall off really quick. They do. They do. It's a it's like a snake. It's, it sheds off really beautifully. Yes. Um, okay, cool. So we found the song, but we'll play it in just a minute. You know, there was a lot of duality in this conversation that we're having. What does duality mean to you? So uh, I'll look at the planet on the beginning. We have a, a, a positive pole and a negative pole. That's a duality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's complete opposites. Um, and so a duality for me is that it's the opposite side. It's the dark side, light side, um, type of, uh, uh, an approach looking at it is, is there an opposite? Mm. 
You know, because I was just uh, this last uh, past week, I was doing a healing circle with a bunch of people and um, they were talking about duality. And it was very hard for me to understand duality because I'm always was the kind of thinker where one plus one never equal two because there was so much <laughs> that created that one plus one. So it made millions. And then I was thinking about duality. I'm like, duality doesn't make sense to me because even in yin and yang, if there's the black and the white, then there has to be the triality where there's the shades of gray in between the black and white. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me lift this whole vibration up and this whole new way of thinking into really start thinking in a in a in a way of triality versus duality. And I think that for me, when I started to consciously really focus on the word triality and what it meant to me was that that's when everyone's right and everyone's wrong. And mm-hmm. it's not it's because collectively there's so much more to right and wrong. You know, there's perspective. And that's where it would fall in the in the in the line of the yin and the yang. But for me, I love doing things that I love. You know, I love to really like I love doing the show. I love talking, having these conversations. But what is that you love to do? I love to meditate. (laughs) I love spending a lot of time contemplating and really thinking internal, really. When you say going deep, it's it's going deep. I'm looking for the answers of the questions that I'm looking for on the outside. And what that means to me is, is if I have a large amount of time, and I use the word large, if I have a several hours a day that's just with me, then I'm able to impact the world in ways that I wasn't before. And so I really love making changes for the world. But to do that, I really love my own time, my, my me time, my alone time, my meditation time, the way that, you know, the, the day is situated. And I know that I, I completely feel it when I don't get it. Do you think that's what made you successful? I, I do. I think that I have some gifts. Interestingly enough, I, I grew up um, in an environment that told me that I was dyslexic and I had a, a hard time learning things. And so I was put in special classes for that until I got into. <laughs> I'm laughing because they said that about me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Later in life, those same skills became my superpowers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the way that business and I just, I just didn't think in the structured way that that was, that was taught. So I know that I have some, some very unique skills and benefits and also the more time that I spent with myself, the happier I got in, in work. I, in business, I had been pretty successful without it, but mm. I wasn't happy. So mm. we'd have to gauge what success meant. Success right. back then was, you know, money um, and driving a certain car. And success but were you, now. Were yeah, you doing what you loved? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I was doing parts of what I loved. Mm-hmm. And now I get to just do the parts that I only love. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true freedom. You know, because there's uh, Gordana says that successful people do what they love, not what they are told to do. Yeah. You know, I think once once we start when people start telling us what to do, that's when the defense comes in and you're like, "No, but then I can't daydream, daydream or I can't, you know, go to another place and fantasize about what I want, you know, or what I love to be doing in this now moment." Um, in this now moment, I'm your host, Max Tucci, my guest, Greg Anderson. We're going to play that song that I promised you uh, from my buddy, Ash Ruiz. And when we get back, I want to talk about, Greg, how we can leave our guests with an exercise um, that you sent to me about shifting. So we'll do that when we get back. But right now, let's just take a break. Music to me is meditation. So take a break. 
you know, if you're taking notes and you're trying to figure this all out, I appreciate you for doing that. But if you feel like it was over your head and you missed a few things, you can go to latalkradio.com backslash max, and there you can find the archive of tonight's show, and you can listen to it over and over again until that aha moment clicks off, and you're like, okay, now I get it. But right now, I get that this is one of my favorite songs, Most Beautiful Light by Ash Ruiz, and we'll be right back.
Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was Astro's Most Beautiful Light because that's what we all are collectively. We are the most beautiful light. My guest tonight is Greg Anderson. We're talking about life, life, the now, the new, forgetting, loving, learning, developing, expanding. Um, Greg, what is, when I say the words I am, how would you finish that for yourself? I am. I would stop with I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love the simplicity of that. Yeah, I mean, it's that beautiful. I am. I always say I am of the I am. So if you have a problem with yeah. me, then you have a problem with all that is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This was uh, one of those almost those conversations we had a few moments ago about you know what people are saying, negative, positive. I am behind that. Yeah. And deleting for me, deleting the after the I am means anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Gordana Bernard says, I am the now where all becomes one. Mm. And I love that phrase. You know, I, there's, a, there's a pastor that says, I am, whatever follows I am will follow you. Mm. And, you know, I, but the greatness of I am by itself is just so powerful that at times you really don't need anything else oh. to follow it. So <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's true. And, you know, it, you listening to the song... Um, talking about the beautiful light and listening to what you were talking about, about the yin and yang uh, before. What's really beautiful is the yin and yang are, they're the same circle. They're the same exactly. light, right? They're just yeah. opposite colors of the light spectrum. It's like looking up at the moon and we don't say, wow, you know, we have a dark moon and we have a light moon. We just have a moon in different shades. And the reality we've, is we've never seen the dark side of the moon. It's true. It's true. <laughs> And so, so we don't even know if it's dark on that side or not. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true. And so going all the way back to your dualities, triality, it's, triality, it's they're all just different shades of the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to watch people when I said the word triality, how they looked at me like cross eyed. You know, we're all on Zoom, and they were like, "Hmm," because a lot. Of, it's like no, expand from being dualistic and dualism to all that is. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love about you know, going into triality, quadratally, and just <laughs> to a whole nother spectrum of, of consciousness that exists. Yes. Um, okay, so we have a few more minutes. We're going to have to wrap this up pretty soon because that's just the illusion of time upon us. Um, so before we get into the exercise that we're going to leave people with, um, no, we can get into that now. Perfect. Okay, so there's an exercise that you say we can leave our listeners with on how to immediately shift their thoughts and habits from who they were to who they are, and more importantly, who they want to be. So let's break it down and let's give our listeners homework for this week. Amazing. So the first step of any change is noticing. It's it's having perspective. It's mm -hmm. it's seeing. And what in any change, all we're doing is changing the perspective. So for most people, we autopilot throughout the day without actually considering what's going on in our life, what's going on in our body, how am I feeling, what is it trying to tell me? So in this kind of a, a step, in this kind of a process, it's taking, maybe you set your, your alarm on your phone and three or four times a day, you stop and literally just ask myself, what am I feeling right now? 
Is there a pain that's showing up in the lower left stomach, which you didn't know was there before? Is it an anxiety that you were just masking over? Because without knowing where we're at in this moment, mm-hmm. we have a hard time moving to anything else. So step one, what am I feeling? So what are you feeling right now? Mm. Right now, in this moment, I have a lower left stomach, light pain mm-hmm. in my stomach. It's dull, and it's it's left. It's it's almost it's telling me that it's not coming from me because it's not it's not something that I normally feel on a daily basis. So somebody in my world or in my space has some kind of anxiety that's going on in their lower left stomach. Mm-hmm. This is uh, an intuitive um, component that's been built over time, but it first started with just even finding out what am I feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was, where am I feeling it? And I've just given you the answer for me. Mm -hmm. Well, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? And then the third is, what is it trying to tell me? And always, always, always what's going on in life, whether it's a knee problem and it's the left knee, we've we've gone on autopilot for so long that we're we're not slowing down enough to actually find in tune with our body. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling? Or, or, or what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What is it trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And when you get into this moment and you practice this, sometimes people, this could take months. Others, it could take days. It just depends on their own belief system. You'll mm-hmm. find that when you get to this space, you drop into that nothingness. You drop into that possibilities because the, we shut everything else around in the world to just get really, really clear here. And when I know where I'm at now, then my next choice can be where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, everything is a choice. I mean, that's the one thing I believe we're all given is the free will to choose. So for those who would like to choose knowing and also choose who they want to be, what advice do you give them to achieve this step of becoming who you want to be? Uh, we're going to start back. Where, where we just started just now. The advice is, is if you don't know where you're at right now, mm-hmm. um, meaning like we have that ostrich in the sand um, mm-hmm. thought, we put our head down and we just say, well, I want something different. And, you know, I might ask somebody, well, well what's happening right now? You know, looking in your circumstances, there's a couple of situations that seem to be exploding and you don't want to look at them, but you want to shift to something new um, we really need to figure out or get to figure out what's what's going on. What's, what's real? What's the truth? And when we know the truth, then we can do anything we want. Yeah, I love it. That's what Gordana says. When you hashtag know the truth, why, why knowing who you are changes everything. <laughs> mm, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So, yeah. all right. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure having you here. I can't believe it's been a year since you've been on the show, but I can because, I, you know, you've been like, amazingly exploring the earth and i'm so happy for you because that's like a daydream of mine just to go and like you let go and you just discovered so (laughs) it's true standing ovations because that's an amazing thing to be able to do so before i let you go what is it that you want people to take with them into this week into this new moment this new week this new space that we're creating and co-creating yeah, I would love people to take into this new moment, the newness of the moment. You've said a, a few different phrases um, that you're using, be kind, be nice, be new. 
and, and that's it. It's, the truth is, is none of us have ever experienced what we're experiencing right now, in, even on a global scale in this whole, whatever you want to call is, is happening, whether it's a pandemic on other sides, all of this is so new that if we try to use our old logic to create our new solution, all we're going to do is create the old problems. Mm -hmm. And stumble Everything. and stumble. Yes. <laughs> Fall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe that to be true. So I appreciate you so much for being here. This is like going into my 12th year. I think we did the math. It's something like 6,000 shows. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Over the years. So I'm grateful that you're part of the, the newness of Max and Friends. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and until you. next time, be well, be happy, take care of you, and give love to the next person you see. Thank you. I will. Okay. Have a beautiful night. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, my friends. Well, I love you all for tuning into Max and Friends. I hope this live class with Greg Anderson gave you some inspiration to take with you into this week. You know, like I said, over 6,000 shows, 12 years. I don't even know how many seasons. I'm not into it for the seasons, the numbers, or any of that. I'm into it for you. And Gordana Bernat taught me that, and I'm leaving this with you to take into this week. There is no movement without stillness, no sound without silence, no light without darkness, and no me without you. I love you all for tuning in. Until next time, be good, be happy, give love, be kind. Be a million things, but just when you be them, be them out of love and raise the vibration, raise the consciousness and virtually hug people. And it's okay to hug people. Just be conscious about who you're hugging. And you know what? If you're with someone right now in quarantine and you haven't hugged them, give them a hug and just tell them I love you because I love you all for tuning in. Good night and good karma. I'm your host, Max Tucci. And remember to take life to the max. Max and friends, he says what he wants, ain't holding nothing back.